Do you ever wonder how great leaders in the community make things happen? When they encounter new unexpected challenges like a pandemic, how do they continue to successfully make an impact? Welcome to That Sounds Terrific, the podcast that connects you with these amazing people. Get insights on what they do to meet their goals. Find out how you can help them in their mission and learn their methods so you can be more successful at what you do. Welcome to That Sounds Terrific with host Nick Koziel. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of That Sounds Terrific. I'm your host, Nick Koziel, and joining me today is Kara Varikas. Uh, she is the co-founder of the Bristol Bazaar, as well as the Dusty Dude Woodworks with her husband, Eric. Uh, welcome to the show, Kara. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. <laughs> well, we're super excited to have you here because it sounds like there's a lot of fun things happening out in uh, like Bristol, Connecticut, right? That's kind of where yeah. you are. Yes. So hence the bristol bazaar nick okay cool so <laughs> can you just start off tell us a little bit about yourself kind of um you know where you're from like what you do and and we'll kind of get this show on the road yeah for sure so i actually grew up in connecticut in cheshire so not far from bristol but i went up to school in burlington vermont at champlain college and i ended up staying there another four or five years after school so i uh big burlington heart <laughs> um, but there I studied marketing, so PR, event management, um, all things that I love. And my husband actually also grew up in Connecticut and he ended up traveling. He was in Boston for a bit. He was in Florida. He was doing all sorts of things, but he really landed and fell in love with woodworking when he came back to Connecticut and when we met through online dating. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a wild ride. We, we love having our businesses here in Bristol and um, I'm trying to think what else, when we're not working, we're traveling. So we just got back from a two week and a day, I think, little <laughs> excursion. So we went out to Colorado to go see family and then to Florida to see family. Um, we love hiking and what else? We have five fur babies. Awesome. So that's kind five of like our fur babies. <laughs> we have a lot of animals too. Are they, are they all dogs? Are they cats are they combination combo so we have two dogs and three cats um so dusty dude woodworks is actually named after our oldest dog oreo so he is big and fluffy and used to come <laughs> when we first started when like roll around in the the sawdust in our first shop and we always call him dude i don't know if you have like a million names for any of your pets but we <laughs> tend to have like a lot of names and so we knew that we wanted dusty dude to be named after him and we were at a bar and just brainstorming i don't even know how many beers we probably had <laughs> <laughs> and we were like dusty dusty dude dusty dude woodworks and it just kind of stuck so uh, but yeah he's our oldest for for baby that's awesome and you know some of the best decisions and worst decisions have come over beer so yeah. I'm glad that's that was sounds like a really great one. Um, <laughs> yes, we do have a lot of nicknames for our uh, for babies uh, in our family too, and we we have two dogs, two cats, a pig, uh, chinchilla, <gasps> a bunny, a guinea pig. What else do we have? I feel like we're missing something. We have too many animals, um, but we we have a pet pig named Pudge. That's usually the one that everyone really kind of zeroes in on, um, and yeah, he was an in house pig. One of my dreams, Eric keeps saying, no, he's like, when we have a farm, and I said, okay, that farm's going to be coming awfully soon because yes. I really would love a pet pig and some goats and eventually. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, we don't have goats. And, um, 
we don't have horses or anything like that, but we have the land for it. Um, and the pig was indoor for a long time, and now we have him kind of in a barn and stuff because they are very, very smart. How so, big is is a he? It's a he, yeah. Pudge is um, it's not that big. He's like kind of like a a, a chubby, medium sized dog. Oh, okay. So we have him. He was a mini, and he he stayed pretty mini. Um, you know, even though there's really, I guess there is no true mini breed if you read up on them. But yeah, yeah. Sometimes they get humongous, but he's great. <laughs> um he's very very smart and that was part of the reason why we kind of moved him out of the out of the house because like if you left him unattended for a second he like got into everything so <laughs> stubborn so but he loves it out there we got some chickens and things too but this isn't about me <laughs> i've made it too much about me i talk too much so i do want to hear more about uh, the just dude and the bazaar so Kind of take me through like how the bizarre kind of happened. Uh, you know, the dusty dude sounds really cool too. So we'll swing back to that. But um, how did this bizarre happen? This yeah. So the Bristol Bazaar came up. Uh, feel well, it was now years ago. It was pre-COVID time, um, which seems like a very long time ago. But we were traveling and we were out west and we saw a similar concept. And it was an open space. There were makers that had booths. It was supporting local. There was a central register for people. Um, and we're like, wow, this is this is really great because we had our other small business. It was a side hustle at the time. And I was like, this is really cool. You know, I've never seen anything like this. And so we like, you know, kind of like brainstormed on it for months and months and months. And we were like, oh, it'd be so cool if like, what if there was a coffee shop? Like, I feel like there should be liquor or there should yeah. be a cocktail like there should be something we're like oh like wouldn't wouldn't it be cool if the makers that were there could hold classes to the public like those types of things that we just really loved and their style out west was very boho it was very clean whereas we are very northeast we're very like we love um las vegas um and so when we were working on the design we were thinking like we'd spend a lot of time up in Boston and we love the Boston common and the, the feeling of like, if you're in Manhattan and you're walking through central park and you have all the, you know, the artists there that are selling their stuff, but we were like, okay, well, how do we bring that to a space? Like, how do we make this concept? We had like 80 ideas in our head and we <laughs> obviously needed to pare it down. And so once we find, we found an artist um, and she is amazing. She's done all of our renderings for us. But um, she was able to truly make our vision come to life. And I'll have to um, show you the renderings if you haven't seen them already. And our Mason, I was there yesterday and he just finished our two patios outside. So he's doing all of our brick tile work in mm -hmm. the space. Um, and that's super important to the overall aesthetic. So when you first walk in, you're gonna be walk, walk, walking, whoo, walking <laughs> on brick tiles. You're going to see a huge grassy area. So that's really turf. Um, and then along all the walls between, it'll be a mix of like murals and um, building facades. So if you've ever been to like Las Vegas, where it's New York, New York, or the Venetian, where you see all these faux buildings um, with sky above them, that's really the feeling that we're going for. So we'll have Juliet balconies. And we just want people to be like, wow, this is so unique we're shopping and supporting local mm -hmm. and we also have a coffee cocktail lounge. Oh, and we could also come and take a class. So every time you come in, it's always a different experience. Um, so it's really kind of like where it started to kind of where it's gotten to right now. 
That's really cool. It sounds like a Mecca for all makers, you know? <laughs> I hope so. I truly Little Vegas really for so. makers. <laughs> you almost need slot machines somewhere in there, but that's a whole other right? host of issues. <laughs> yes, I know. We we are talking about even just putting in like an arcade game um, for people to go hang out and play while others are shopping. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool, you know? And then maybe, maybe if you do do a slot machine, it's more like, you know, you win a gift card or something. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yes. so... Cool, but it. very cool. I love I love all the ideas. And, you know, when we first spoke off camera, you know, a few weeks ago, um, it just sounded exciting. I was like ready to move. I'm like, I'm going to move out there, you know, and and, <laughs> and, and, and like and participate in this because like, yeah, I'm the same way. Million ideas. And sometimes we got to kind of bring it back down to earth a little bit. But it sounds like you you were able to squeeze so many of the ideas like into the overall concept, which is which is very cool. Yes. So. So how do you, like, I know it's not quite there yet, but how do you get in? Like, what kind of makers are you looking for? You know, kind of yeah. give us the, the rundown on that. Absolutely. So we are able to support up to 40 artisans in our space. So we've got about 5,800 square feet. Um, our makers have been and are still able to apply on our website, which is thebristlebazaar.com. And you go there, it is a super short and sweet application. We just want to get to know you, what type of products you have, confirming that they're all handmade. Um, we can sell food, which is really exciting. Um, it just has to be prepackaged, labeled with ingredients and um, allergy information. Um, but we do have some folks that will be selling food products, which is really cool. It's not something that we thought we'd really venture into. Um, but we also have, I'm trying to think of who we have confirmed already. We have some um super honey so they are an apothecary they do super honeys with super foods and stuff like that we have some woodworkers we have candle makers uh, we have people who are talking to us about selling dog treats which of course as a fur mom i was like sold that's great <laughs> that'll be so it's gonna keep the dogs out of, out of that area <laughs> um we've got people who are going to sell tie-dye clothing um i i, I mean it there's such a variety of makers that are out there and things that, you know, we've been in the maker world since 2017 and things that are popping up to us, we're like, oh yeah, that makes complete sense. And yes, we want you and we want to help grow your business. Um, so yeah, but it's a super easy process. Sorry, I went down a little trail there. It's okay. So applying online, um, everything will come to, to us over here. We'll review everything. We'll get back to you, send you all the information in terms of um, the different ways you can vend with us. So we have three ways you can vend. Uh, you can either rent a table. You can have a vendor cart like you'd see up in Manhattan or Boston where people are swinging like swag and stuff like that. Or we actually have um, nine by five walk-in retail spaces. Um, which excitingly, all of our retail spaces are booked for our first three months already. Um, awesome. We do have vendor carts and tables available, but those are like the hot commodity because they're mm -hmm. super customizable, personalized. They're just really, really fun. Cool. Uh, yeah. So I think that kind of covers that at a high level. Oh, see, I was going to say, you know, that sounds like a great place for me to set up camp and, and that I could just live there for a little while. Um, but now those spaces are out there. I could do it in a cart, but that might be weird. <laughs> kind of thinking about Monty Python, bring out your dead and I'm laying on a cart. So, 
but but that's awesome no i think that like the having the variety there is so cool and again going back to that whole image of like you know the different areas that you love and being able to make it alive and bring a little bit of boston a little bit of vegas a little bit of you know everything to you i think that that's mm -hmm. really really cool and uh i just love the overall concept thank you uh, so go ahead I'd say it's just been a lot of fun and I love telling people. So something I didn't mention before with makers is that we, we do ask for a minimum of a month, you know, a month rental kind of essentially to vend with us, but there's a lot of perks to being with us. Uh, our prices are super competitive compared to other markets that we've been researching. Um, but what's included, so makers are not required or asked to be present to vend and sell their items. That is our job. And you are paying us to help you do that. Uh, we do offer a speaker series once a month, so makers will be able to attend um, this, you know, very targeted maker series. So different topics from small business marketing to small business accounting, small business lawyers, all different ways for us very to help cool. you grow your business. Um, and that's really our goal. Our goal is to obviously to help sell and, and grow your, your sales funnel for you, but it is also to help you grow in a way that, again, my husband and I wish we had when we were figuring out Dusty Dude. We're still figuring out Dusty Dude. Yeah. That's the truth. Um, but that's our goal is truly to help sell, but also to help grow, you know, your side hustle to full hustle. That's awesome. No, I think that's so great. And I, I don't know if that one month minimum was a nod towards me or or, or what, but uh, <laughs> I, pro I probably can't swing it now. You've crushed my dreams. Um, so, but maybe in the future. Uh, <laughs> my wife loves shopping and, and these things and like um, her and her parents and stuff would go to like craft shows and, and mm -hmm. you know, makers markets kind of thing. So I think this would be a nice excursion for us. So we'll, we, we might make it out there. Um, and then never leave. <laughs> <laughs> you just have so. some cocktails and take a class. It'll be like a whole day. Yeah. You've got everything there. I mean, coffee and cocktails and, and maybe mm -hmm. combined Irish coffee. I don't know. That'd be great. Oh, very likely. The espresso <laughs> martinis are pristine. Uh, very nice. <laughs> so <laughs> like I said before, you know, lots of great decisions and bad decisions have come over <laughs> alcohol. Um, no, but it's so cool. So like, um, how are you getting the word out? I mean, obviously you're on a podcast, but like, mm -hmm. you know, what are there other partners that you want to talk about or um, things that you're doing to try to get that word out there about the bazaar? Yeah, absolutely. So we have um, gotten amazing press coverage. Um, I do work with some folks down here in Connecticut who have been helping us spread the word through press releases. Um, so we've had a couple new spots. We have another one we just found out last night is going to happen nice. next week. So that's exciting. Um, doing stuff like this where I just get to talk to everybody and um, I'm trying to think what, oh, our TV ad is going live <laughs> next week. So that is super exciting. Um, I've always been on the, the back end doing those types of things for other businesses. So mm -hmm. to do that for our own was really exciting. So that's going live next week. And everything else has really been social media. Um, I'm really involved in the chambers down here. So the Central Connecticut Chamber of Commerce, it's like my big shout out, um, the city of Bristol and um, is my other shout out. So we are an ARPA funded business. Um, mm -hmm. So that's American Rescue Plan Act. And um, thank, I, we're just so thankful to, again, the Central Connecticut Chamber for telling us that this could even be a possibility. It, it kind of, it, it wouldn't be happening um, mm -hmm. if I hadn't had that conversation with them. 
And the support that we've had from our mayor, Mayor Jeff, has just just knocked our socks off. He's been supportive of our other business, but um, again, continues to show full support. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just been a huge, a lot of community love. Um, everybody seems to be very, very excited and curious, I think, too. Um, so we're actually having a kickoff event for some of the city officials and some press on the 14th of December. Um, nice. And then we'll be having a Maker's Open House. There's no exact date yet, just because we want to kind of move along in our renovations. Mm -hmm. um, but we're aiming for January at some time so that makers could come in, they could see the space, you know, mostly done, um, talk through more questions and stuff like that at that time. Cool. That sounds awesome. Um, so it's always great to have, uh, people in your corner and, um, you know, that's, that networking happens and, and you discover things like funding that you didn't know about. Right. So that's why I'm telling everybody just keep networking. Some yes. people just network when they're looking for that job or that next thing. And then they stop, you know, right. but keeping up can open your, your world to some, some new things. So I think that's awesome. I think this concept is so cool and not to like give away trade secrets or anything like that, but like, <laughs> what are maybe some of the challenges that you had trying to build this thing out? So like that maybe somebody like, I don't know, way out in Minnesota, somewhere far away from you can maybe, you know, try this too. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of challenges. I think the biggest challenge we had was just the overall like initial process of getting the grant funding. Mm -hmm. um, that's never something I've experienced or gone through until this. And I am so very grateful for the lessons that I've learned. Um, and I'm still learning, like I said, um, and in terms of the actual build out, I think it's really just making sure that all of your vendors are in sync with one another. So that's been really huge for us. Um, again, since we are supporting small businesses, our goal is to utilize as many small businesses as we can to actually build the business, mm -hmm. um, like physically. Yeah. <laughs> um, so having our Mason from NMP Concrete, making sure that he's working with our contractor from J Brand & Co to make sure that they're working with um, our electrician that we're gonna hire, just making sure that nobody's stepping on each other's toes, but we're all kind of working together. Um, you you wanna say seamlessly, but you know there are gonna be hiccups. So that's <laughs> my other big thing is plan for hiccups. You don't know what they're gonna be um, and always, always over budget like over budget <laughs> or over plan for what you think something's going to cost. Like if you think um, your flooring is going to cost 15,000 plan for 30, yeah. you, you just don't know. And then if you have that extra, it's, it's just icing. It's yep. great. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I just love having an extra $15,000 laying around because right? that, that happens. <laughs> yeah. I wish. Yeah. Including our fur babies, we also have four kids, so like we do not mm -hmm. usually have surplus cash. So, uh, yes. no, but they're but they're great. Everybody's great. So um, we're very <laughs> happy. It's just not fifteen thousand dollars. It's like laying around happy. So yeah. Yes. But I think that that's that's a very good lesson for for everybody. Um, just in general, when you're approaching a project, even on your home, um, you know, a lot of people like saw with the pandemic and, and things that were happening there all of a sudden and now we have like you know costs way up like a lot of shortages uh so you can't get certain things so like that 
you know, regular marble that you were going to put in is now like replaced with Italian marble, whatever the difference yeah. is. I have no idea, um, <laughs> but I know it costs more. So <laughs> probably because it just comes from Italy. I don't know why we're stealing all our marble from Italy, but I think that's a very important lesson to, to teach people um, and for people to think about. So thank you for those those tips. What were some of maybe the un, uh, unintended or maybe um, nice surprises like in this process? Mm -hmm. Um, nice surprise. Hmm. That's a great question. I stumped you already. <laughs> I would say, um, kind of circling back to working with small businesses to actually build our business. Mm -hmm. The, it's not a real word, the excitedness <laughs> That's okay. um, of okay. our vendors for the project that for building the Bristol Bazaar has been just echoed throughout with every single person. So again, I bring up our, our Mason. He, I just met with him yesterday and he is so excited to start just the floors inside. He was, you know, spray painting the floor, showing me pattern designs. And he's just been super communicative, which I appreciate because I'm an mm -hmm. over communicator probably. Um, and, but that I feel through, um, with like working with our turf people and working with the, working with a local artist who does faux live walls. Mm -hmm. And she has been working through, you know, all these hurdles with us because we didn't know, um, again, lesson learned, um, <laughs> always work with your fire marshal before oh. you start buying things. Um, because we were talking through them with the city about our plans and he was like, well, you have to make sure that, you know, this is fire code regulated right. X and X, Y, and all of that means nothing to me. So I brought <laughs> my vendor in and I was like, please, like you guys talk because I am not the specialist. I don't want to pretend to be. Um, but I think that for me has been like the biggest, most positive surprise is how excited all of the people are that are like we've hired, like mm -hmm. they're just kind of radiating like we are, which kind of shows us that, you know, we're, we're doing the right thing and we've chosen the right people. And, um, it's just like the, the energy is in the air. Yeah. I mean, isn't that great when you guys, like I say, in general, you, you, you all come up with an idea. And then all of a sudden there's this great group of people around it that are like super excited too. Um, and then people like me, they're like, oh man, I wish I thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's so awesome. Um, I do want to circle back to the dusty do and talk a little bit about like, you know, the things that you're, you make um, and, and like, tell us me, tell us more about the dusty dude. So Dusty Dude Woodworks is our first, our first child. <laughs> um, so we've been doing this since 2017, started off as a side hustle, going to craft shows, which we still do. Um, but we started off doing um, cornhole sets, cutting boards, coasters, so, you know, small things that were easy to, to ship and stuff like that. And it was funny because when we first met, when Eric and I first met, we had two very different types of work days. So I was very corporate marketing and he was an architectural woodworker. Mm -hmm. So we would get home and he would be like, oh, today I built this screen porch and I was working on these corbels. I was like, wow, that's so amazing. Can I see pictures? I had no idea what any of it meant. And he's like, well, what was your day? And I was like, well, I pulled this really great data and I did you know, an AB test and it did really well. And he was like, 
cool. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> you can't show me pictures. <laughs> um, so we very quickly, we, we had so much other great stuff in common. We were like, we need something else to talk about at the dinner table. And so he's like, well, I'm making these cornhole sets. I was like, a corn what? Like, I don't know what that means. Like, is, is that furniture? Like, what are you making? And he showed it to me in his friend's basement where his little shop was at the time. And I was like, oh, I was like, I bet I could build a brand around this and we could just do it together on the weekends and at night. Like it gives us something, it's a hobby. Yeah. And so that's what we did. We spent that whole summer building up our brand. Um, his good friend who is a shoe designer, I think now, um, made our logos for free so cool. and, um, and we're still so very grateful for that. And it just grew and it grew and it grew. We grew from his friend's basement to my in-law's basement to what is now our detached garage, which is one of the reasons why we bought our house and we invested thousands of dollars into the electrical because he would run two machines at the same time and our toaster would pop. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, we we can't have this happening. And so we invested. You need a, your toast. <laughs> during COVID, I needed my toast. And so, but then during COVID for real, he, it just exploded. We were like, let's just give it one more shot and we'll see. Mm -hmm. And and it went. And so I was still working full-time and he was able to leave his full-time job. Um, and that was October of 2020. And then we moved into our shop here quickly after, which is about 1500 square feet. And then I left my job, which was terrifying mm -hmm. um, that summer. And we had started doing an order for 400 cutting boards a month, which nice. allowed us to, to have me come in and I worked in the shop. Um, I mean, we worked all day and probably until two or three in the morning, some nights we would kind of just like <laughs> lay on the shop floor. We'd be like, I just need a 10 minute break and we'd shut <laughs> the machines off and we would just lay there for a few. And then we'd be like, all right, we got to go. <laughs> um, but doing that taught me so much because I, I'm someone who is usually out networking or putting ads together. Like I am that kind of person. I'm not usually a shop machine build things with my hands kind of gal. And I'm so grateful because now I understand, I understand so much about why we have the machines we have, what needed an upgrade and why, why we have dust collection. I was mm -hmm. like, when we were in the garage, he kept saying, I need dust collection. I was like, no, no, no. I was like, you're fine. It's fine. <laughs> and now we empty out yeah. our bags and we donate ours um, to locals who use it likely for like their, their fur babies. Yeah. Um, but I understand. And I lost a small piece of my finger oh boy. Um, a couple days before our honeymoon working on these boards. And again, I just understood the respect you need to have for the machine. And um, so it really helps me market what we do. Um, so it kind of lands to like where we are now. And now we have our showroom and gift shop. So we support up to 15 artisans in our space here at any given time. So those products range from candles to clothes to crystals, um, home decor, all sorts of things. But we also showcase our furniture in here, which is our big focus now. So we do a lot of custom work. Um, I'd say about 90, 95% of our workflow is all customs, so like built-ins, mantles, um, dining room tables, end tables, um, that sort of stuff. So we are um, 
busy. We're about six months booked at any given time because it is just my husband working in the shop. Sure. Uh, we're hoping that we'll be able to hire in 2023. That would yeah. be like a huge step for us. Um, and we're in the process of building and um, hopefully getting ready to launch our first ever furniture line um, in 2023, which will be really, really great. That sounds so cool. And well, that sounds terrific, I should say, right? Um, I think that that's awesome. And, you know, it was funny when you were saying like where you guys started out was like a friend's basement and then an in-law's basement. And then we moved into, I'm like, your own basement? I'm like, you really need this bizarre so you have space. <laughs> so I just thought that was great. Uh, I definitely, um, all the things that you're talking about is just so cool to hear the success and how it's happened over time and how hard work and a little bit of a finger loss has <laughs> really... <laughs> It's really uh, made you successful. And and I think that that's awesome that you have a furniture line coming out. Thank you. Uh, so again, same kind of question. Like what, I mean, what suggestions would you have for guests that are looking to to start their own, like, you know, side hustle and make it their main hustle? Yeah, for sure. So I, I always say, go for it. Um, go for it with, in parentheses, be thoughtful. Um, so we, we dreamt for years about being full-time. We had the, the many Sunday coffee conversations. We were like, can you imagine if, or what if, and those turned into, okay, when, and this is, you know, when this happens, this is how we can react. Um, so always, if you have a dream, I'm a huge believer, go for it. Just be thoughtful about it. Don't jump in with two feet, maybe put your big toe in first and kind of see how you like it. Um, and again, that's kind of where that bizarre aspect came from is that we wish we had that to try and see if being, you know, full-time was that right step for us. Um, other things. So topic you already brought up is network, 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 network. Um, I'm a big people person. So for me, it's very natural. I love going to all my chamber events and they're like family to me um, chambers and, um, even online networking, all of it is great. And you will get back what you put in 20 fold. Mm -hmm. Um, it won't, it may not be immediate. It might be immediate. Um, I have conversations coming back to us from 12 months, 16 months ago. Um, people are like, oh yeah, I saw you you know, at yeah. XY holiday event. Um, and now it's time, like I'm ready. And they think of us and it's so awesome. Um, so when you're networking, I guess my other thing is you are there to tell people what you do and what you offer, but just be a human. Um, people will work with you. They want to learn, but they want to get to know you as a person um, and you are you know, affiliated with your brand. So those would be some of the things that have really helped us get to where we are um, and social media. To be like totally transparent, we, I think to date, have probably spent less than $1,000 on advertising for Dusty Dude, and um, here we are. So, I mean, it's not to say that paid media isn't great because we're utilizing it for our other business, but um, there are ways to do it, and it might take you a little bit longer, um, but don't think you need to have thousands upon thousands of dollars to, to make your dream come true. Yeah, no, I, I have had little side hustles in social media. And that's a big point that I like to make with them for sure. Um, and start yeah. small, 
Like there's yes. too many, too many people that don't understand social media that says, I want all the things. I want to be TikTok, YouTube, uh, <laughs> Facebook, uh, that, that Twitter thing. You know? <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, I totally think that that was all super great advice, the networking, um, you know, and then the dreamers, right? There's mm -hmm. so many people that, that just dream their entire yeah. life and never try to make it come true. And then there are others that are such big dreamers that always try to make it come true and then jump right into that lake or, you know, yes. uh, me, I, I tend to try to put the, put the big toe in and then fall in somehow. <laughs> so, you know, there, there's different types of people. And I think what you shared um, can really touch each and every one of them with, with ideas of how to kind of move forward and, and do things. So, um, so care. I think this is the part of the episode where I'm going to like ask that other stumper question uh, that I may have warned you about, but I don't know if I did or not. Um, <laughs> so it, it's really, is there anything that I haven't asked that you definitely want to share? Um, and then while you're thinking about the answer to that, let's ask a couple other like quick personal kind of fun questions. Yes. Um, so you talked a little bit about travel, like what's your absolute favorite travel destination? Um, today, I would have to say Ireland has been my favorite. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I want to get I've there at twice. some point. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. And okay. So um, what is your uh, favorite like wood project that you worked on at the Dusty Dude that you completed? Like, Oh, yeah. Um, so I would have to say as much as it literally hurt my finger, <laughs> um, being able to build those cutting boards essentially from start to finish Eric did help with the bandsaw because I'm I'm rough with a bandsaw it's just no good <laughs> for anybody um I just I think I counted one time I think it was like 25 steps because we made them all by hand mm. um to go through that process from picking the lumber to gluing it up to um sanding I mean oiling everything I value that project and that process so much because now I can walk out into the shop and be like oh you're building this table like have you are you using biscuits or what type of joinery are you using and like I can say that and not feel like I'm you know like impersonating somebody it's because I've experienced it so I I definitely think those are my favorite very very nice and what's a piece of advice that uh, maybe you live by or that you love to to think about and and utilize so as a small business owner, I have received this advice and I have given this advice, um, even with family members. So to any family who's listening, um, take every day and really focus on your tasks minute by minute, hour by hour. I have lists upon lists because I'm a brain dumper. So um, even when Eric and I are at the dog park, we'll be talking into our phones because we'll be walking, but we'll be brainstorming just naturally. And that's when all of our good ideas come is either at the bar or at the dog park. <laughs> um, so, but with that, like you have this enormous list of things and it's super daunting as a small business owner because you're not necessarily delegating to a staff of people. It's to yourself or to your partner or to whomever you're working with, or maybe it's just you. And so that's my advice. Look at your day, take it task by task, not 80 tasks at a time with your millions of tabs, which I also do. Um, <laughs> and that way you're focused and, and you're getting work done and you're not overwhelmed. Um, so that would be my, my advice. Oh, that's awesome. I think that's great. And the other thing that just popped in my head, I think you thought of another idea while you were talking. 
Um, it's the dog park part of the bazaar. <laughs> <laughs> All the you fur know, babies kingdom. <laughs> we have talked about doing like a doggy daycare at some point as another entity and just in general, mm -hmm. um, because we, we would love that. Um, I wish we could have fur babies in the bazaar because then we would have ours there all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's just, it, it dawned on me because I was in Pittsburgh with a friend a, a, a few weeks back and there was a lot of um, dogs in the breweries, which, mm. I mean, they're kind of doing that everywhere now, but like much more than I had seen in the past. And yeah. like, that's kind of an, a neat idea. So again, combining alcohol and dogs, I don't know, best idea all the time, <laughs> but whatever. I love um, it. So I think that that's, that's terrific. And, and so Kara, can we circle back to that other question? So is there anything else that you want to like tell our audience that we haven't asked about or shared? Um, I think for the Dusty Dude side of things, if anybody is looking for holiday items, just to check out our website, which is Dusty Dude Woodworks with an S uh, mm -hmm. .com or follow us on social media. Um, that would be the big thing. And for the Bristol Bazaar, if you're curious, just check out our website, which is the Bristol Bazaar, B-A-Z-A-A-R.com. Um, there you'll find tons of really great information. We send out a monthly newsletter. Um, you'll see all the local businesses we're working with, and we're starting to solidify our, um, actual maker, like vendor partnerships. So we'll be announcing those very soon. Very cool. Um, but I think other than that, just um, I appreciate you guys being here and listening. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on the show. You've been a terrific guest, Kara. Um, I'm your host, Nick Kozil, and this is That Sounds Terrific. Thank you for joining us in another episode of That Sounds Terrific. Don't forget to check out the show notes and our website at thatsoundsterrific.com to find the contact information and the best ways to volunteer with the organizations that we feature. If you know someone that is doing terrific things and think they should be featured in a future episode, be sure to email us their name, contact info, and short description of what they're doing at thatsoundsterrific at gmail.com. If you like our show, give us a five-star rating and give us some social media love by liking our Facebook page, That Sounds Terrific. Follow us on Twitter at Sounds Terrific 2 and Instagram at Sounds Terrific. We love hearing your feedback on how to make our show sound even more terrific. Till next time.